Hello and welcome to episode 57 of the Yoki Show Show for Friday, September 21st, 2018. Today's episode is sponsored by Gardaki Digital. Gardaki Digital is a state-of-the-art visual effects studio catering to independent media creators for film, television, and the web. Gardaki Digital is committed to providing mind-blowing effects with a uniquely affordable business model. So if you're a filmmaker that needs custom CGI, compositing, or editing that includes motion graphics, lower thirds, infographics, and more, go to GardakiDigital.com. Matt Gardaki and his team are basically visual wizards. He did the motion logo for all of our videos on YouTube. He's been our go-to guy for visual effects, and he's made a freaking dragon from scratch in less than 48 hours. In fact, we even talked to Matt about it last season on episode 44, where he also played a little DMD with uh, Kelly and I, and it was a lot of fun. So you should go to uh, check him out at episode 44 or at GardakiDigital.com. Today's episode is also sponsored by Noah Copeland Composing and Sound Design. If you need some custom music or sound design for your project, Noah Copeland is the guy. He specializes in scoring for everything from narrative films to video games. And you've heard his work on our original sketches, Dad Joke, and the Sean Connery School of Accents. Uh, The dude is super creative. He's got a super fast turnaround, and he can work with your budget. So go check him out at noahcopeland.com. That is N-O-A-H Copeland, C-O-P-E-L-A-N-D.com. Or you can email him at noahcopeland at noahcopeland.com. And then while you're at it, you can also listen to our talk with him about scoring on episode 50 of the Oki Show show. So you should go over and check that out. Uh, today, we are talking to the Nims. These guys uh, just came out with a brand new album that we talk about. We listened to uh, a couple of their new tracks, and they're just all around great guys. James Nim has actually been on the show a couple times uh, to talk about stand-up comedy. He's a man of many, many talents, but today we are talking about their music, so let's get right into it with episode 57 of The Okie Show Show. Hello and welcome to the podcast that explores the inner workings of the Heartlands entertainment industry. I am Brian, and I am joined today by my beautiful guest co-host... I was hoping that like I can be like Kelly. <laughs> no, we're out a little bit. No, I'm Lainey. We're married. He can say that. He doesn't mean this is the it. old ball and chain. He just has to say beautiful before yeah. my name. Well, Kelly's uh, on maternity leave, mm-hmm. so we, you know, she's got big, big pregnant shoes to fill. <laughs> so we decided to fill her shoes with with two co-hosts, t- two co-hosts, as we co-hosts. like to say. Co-hosts. So not only do we have the old ball and chain Lainey Poo over here. You say it with such anger. Oh, f- ball and chain. Just like, cool. y'all just wait. wait. <laughs> now we have Nicholas Zabo hanging out by the bar. Hi, everyone. I'm a co-host. Isn't this weird? He's a co-host. How did, how did co-host get started? I didn't have I a hyphen you. in the email, so oh. I just kind of went with it. Like, oh. if there was no co-hyphen host. It was just co-host. Oh. So I roll with it. I like right. it. Yeah. I actually really like that. And I like the idea. Of, we just... We just decided to put you behind the bar, because why wouldn't we? It was kind of calling to me. Usually the bar at events calls to me, but this time it was like, go behind the bar, go behind the bar. And honestly, right now, I kind of feel like uh, the bartender at like a seventh grade dance because I have club soda and Coke. (laughs) You actually have supplies back there. I do have supplies. So, you know, if your little seventh grade self wants to, you know, keep... uh, like what? What is that? What is the name? Safe, safe room for Jesus or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Slow dance. I have no idea. <laughs> I, nope. <laughs> did you go? Did you go to like uh, sixth or seventh grade school dances? They were the coolest thing. We. I was raised in a Christian home. Oh, so you guys didn't even. Well, what we didn't. There. We didn't. You know, dance with the devil. We. we you grew the- up in the town that uh, the whole Footloose thing was inspired. John by. Lithgow was my pastor. <laughs> Lucky so and so. Yeah, we would have to do the save room for Jesus thing like at church, like so we wouldn't like sit together and like touch thighs. Wait, so it minister. wasn't even dancing? Sorry, it wasn't even dancing. No, we don't. We didn't dance. I mean, I was homeschooled for like a big part of all of that. So. Doesn't that explain so much? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Social anxiety. But you just in church sitting in the peas, and yeah. they're just like save but, room for Jesus in in the peas. Yes, but I get that because if I have. A kid, like say I have a daughter, I don't want her. Is there something you need to tell us? Dancing with the devil. I don't want her thighs smashed up against some 
raunchy teenage boy. So you know what's kind of funny? On that so note. I'm sit in between them. I've been that raunchy teenage boy. You're going to be the mom who's idea. just like, oh, yes. you guys look so cute. Let me just get in between you two. I will totally be that mom. So I went to this church growing up where like whenever there was a wedding, you know, weddings, those joyous occasions weddings, where let's talk about man them. and woman come together and the holy matrimony and all this kind of stuff. Well, at the receptions, they'd, you know, have dances, quote unquote. And, uh, and this was a super Baptist church. We like, I am not, I, we didn't only go to this Baptist church. My family was military. So we went to like every type of church known to man. We went to what was available, but we ended up at this freaking church. And at these weddings, <laughs> you guys approach yeah, we'll just take what we could get. Yeah. It's uh, we, uh, just a dash of slain in the spirit and a little bit of, just um, the book of Eli or whatever it's called. You know, yeah. down the street, whatever. whatever. Yeah. You know, whatever flavors available. We'll go wherever and just save room for Jesus no matter what. Yeah. Well, at this particular Baptist church, the kids were not allowed to dance with members of the opposite sex. So instead, they were like, go dance with, like, talking to your daughter. Go dance with Sherry over there. Mm -hmm. So they're encouraging same-sex couples. Like, I don't even think they realized that they were encouraging same-sex couples, but they were totally encouraging same-sex couples in this wonderful Baptist church because, you know, that's... Let, I don't. I don't know. There should. The, be, there's really no. Explain good, the logic behind that. <laughs> there's really no good answer for a dance in like that weird sixth to probably ninth grade range because then it's you're it's, it's, you're not a person at that point. You're just like a bag of hormones. Yeah. And so really, just like, a walking bag of dicks. You're yeah. Like mixing genders together and, and dancing is like youth weird. camp. That like I don't know who thought it was a good idea to like get all these teenagers and ship them off to the mountains. To right. Like, you know what sounds like a great idea. Let's find the horniest people on the planet, throw them into a bus, and release them into the wild. <laughs> and yeah. having them read... For a week. Having them read, like, for eight hours a day, that will curtail yeah. sexual We'll appetites. make the girls swim in t-shirts. It'll be perfect. <laughs> yeah. What could go wrong? We'll I feel, still swim in a t-shirt. Boys too. <laughs> <laughs> boys too. Those rippling pectorals can't be too tempted for a boy or girl alike. <laughs> so we're here with the Nim Welcome to the Oki Show Show. Just imagine there's a giant audience just, you know, giving you a huge round of applause. Hooray! I hooked the audience up with uh, two free glasses of Coke all night, so they're going to be they're going to be wired, guys. <laughs> they're ready to go. And uh, <laughs> I got to get used to to you being back here as yeah, like the colored I really commentator. I'm just going to kind of be like the annoying little brother, like, hey guys, guess what? Just <laughs> chime in. <laughs> if we don't acknowledge you like every five minutes, are you just going to scream? No, I'm just used to that. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm the, that's my life. It's usually just me saying something and then people kind of just acknowledging it sadly, like, oh, mm. and then moving on. Mm. So we can do that. Well, moving on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are a band called the Nims, but what are your, what are your names as well? I am James Nim. What? My name is David Nim. <laughs> so question number one. We are brothers. Wait, what was the inspiration behind your band name? Actually, um, can I counter question number one really quick? Is it a new rule that when you name your band, that has to become your new last name? No. Oh, <laughs> it should be. I was born with this. Um, <laughs> he was born this way, Nick. Literally, literally. What was it? We had a different band name before, right? Well, we were trying to think of names. I can't remember what what the names we were thinking were, but it was our first show at Opolis. And uh, Andy Nunez, he, he's the owner there. Oh, yeah. He's like, why don't, why don't you guys just call... He didn't even ask us. I think he just yeah, he, made the post. He just he named, named you. Yeah, he yeah. named the band. <laughs> so it's like, oh no, what? That's an honor. It wasn't he in Starlight Mints? Yeah, yeah. he's the drummer. Yeah. This is ridiculous. And, yeah, him, and, him and Marion are currently in AMP. They have a new band they've been playing. What? Yeah. yeah. I I'm so behind the times on this, but what an honor to have them name you. We should just have. That's them actually name quite us. legit. Yeah. <laughs> we should bring our firstborn child to them and be like, name it. We're just gonna call them the Gillilins because it was just. If I name it really weird, banana. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> it's four of you now, right? Or is it kind of like, uh, is it always just you two and then like kind of interchanges? Yeah. Uh, in, um, kind of in a way. We've gotten as many as like six people. And then I think like me and Dave are always in the band. And then Mike Allen's pretty much always yeah, in the band now. He's been playing mm -hmm. bass pretty much. Nice. Yeah. And so occasionally at shows, you guys will just be like, hey, who wants to come up and just play bass, right? Um, it's, somebody's come up before. Have we done that? There was one show. <laughs> For where real? Becky, Becky called somebody up and they played tambourine. But it was, uh, it was a 
his friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was just tambourine, though. Yeah. <laughs> did Josh Lathy sing backing vocals for us? Was, did I just make that up in my head? Let's pretend you made it up in your head. <laughs> okay, never mind. That didn't happen. <laughs> it's a foggy origin story, the Nims. Hey, man, with rock and roll, you can't remember every detail. You're feeling it. You're in the moment. That's kind of true. <laughs> now, before we before we go any further, I want you guys to actually spell the name because the name is a little difficult. Like when you hear the name, the Nims, oh. it might it might it might paint a picture that's a little different than how it's spelled. Yeah. So, how do you actually spell it? It's um last name is spelled N G A. H-I-E-M-S Just the Nims so. The Nims I, I am not gonna lie that. I am the worst Like speller At all Like if it's not spelled How it exactly sounds I get My heart goes out to people Who try to spell my last name <laughs> My last name is Gilliland So and It's spelled like Spelled S-H-I-T-H-E-A-D Exactly Yeah <laughs> Whenever I'm unhappy Or like unsatisfied Where our band is at In this world I just tell myself That's because people Don't know how to spell our name <laughs> They're just Everyone's us. trying <laughs> to find you uh, I was googling you guys For a good 20 minutes earlier Just trying every single Itineration of it For a minute I thought Isn't that That was an old movie Like The Secret Life of Nim uh, Secret, The Secret of Nim Oh, the yeah. C- oh yeah so I, I Dude That's one of my favorite yeah. Cartoon movies I thought it was in Kind of in that realm Of it So I was looking all that up and yeah is that what you imagined the origin story of the name being was like was a really the, we're just into rats <laughs> yeah you're <laughs> really kinda, into cartoons i was really looking forward to being able to interview some cartoon rats today <laughs> actually quick quick side note my mom told me that uh, she used that movie as punishment whenever we were little because she watched it was like this movie's really freaky so anytime we would like talk back to her she would play that movie and just be like watch this <laughs> the oh, secret of nim and for some reason you two were they you kept showing up yeah. on the screen. It was weird. <laughs> okay, so you guys have a new album called Soulmatic, but this is actually your second album, and yeah, there's yeah. been some space of time yeah. between the two. Yeah, a little bit of space. So let's talk about the first album first. Before we, before you start really promoting your new album, <laughs> let's kind of go back, kind of like to, I, I like kind of laying the foundation of, of what we're talking about. So let's go back to that first album, and uh, what was the name of the first album? Um, the Pine Tree, the Mushroom, and the End of the World. So what's the story there? Um, what is the story there? <laughs> I think we just decided to make a different name for an album, you know? There's, there's like a storybook. I don't remember. Well, we just took a storybook idea that was like out there and we kind of adapted it. And then we just added the end of the world at the end of it. Cause I thought after we just sat down with the songs I listened to, like we're just listening to it collectively. Like there's a lot of like apocalyptic overtones in this really happy yeah. record. So we just like punch the mushroom and then the world. I love it. Yeah. An artist and she narrated or she um, illustrated it. Yeah. J- James wrote a little like uh, story, like children's storybook. So there's no, there's no lyric uh, book in there, but it's like a little storybook in there. This is back in the days of CDs and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, y'all have y'all have not printed CDs, right? You've got LPs, but not yeah. CDs of the new we have album, vinyl right? for this one. Yeah. Because yeah. freaking cards. CDs. We still have a few CDs of the first one, but I can't decide if we should even worry about CDs anymore oh, with Ophidelis. Yeah. Like I feel I, like I wake up and worry about CDs every day. It's cool, but it's like CDs. it's hard to make that money back for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because it's like what, like five hundred dollars for like a hundred. Yeah. yeah. But you it's know stupid. what? A lot of old people like us. Like old people dig us. <laughs> yeah. And old people are really about like tangible. Yeah. So you know what? It's eight track, really eight track. It is. <laughs> It'll sell like hotcakes. <laughs> Get that cassette going. Yeah, exactly. yeah, people will be driving around in their old 1969 bug and just jamming out to Ophidelis. Then they can watch T-shirts. the concert film. T-shirts on. The way they go. Yeah. Sure. Oh then they can watch the concert film on a VHS. Or LaserDisc. <laughs> or LaserDisc. Yeah. I'm sorry. Apparently VHS is not popular here. Who knew? So like, how would you guys describe your sound? Because that first, um, you, you like, I feel like you have a nice happy tone through everything. Yeah. I mean, I think we changed a lot over like the last seven years between records. Yeah, between records. Um, how would you describe our sound? Angry now. <laughs> yeah, we're super angry. You've gotten angry with age. Slipknot <laughs> meets Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, you've gone totally hardcore. <laughs> um, our first record sounds. How would you describe the first record? Ooh. I don't know. I'd it's, say it's like uh, like indie pop. Record super dreamy, um, super happy. Uh, it's like kitchen sink indie pop. Like there's yeah. gang vocals, super simple drum beats, um, harmonies, uh, crazy piano, crazy acoustic guitar. Some cool backing vocals. Yeah, crazy bass lines, like really intricate 
bass lines. Um, then there's like a weird electronic song in the middle, which is like my favorite. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's all kinds of stuff. <laughs> so how would you say that your sound has kind of evolved since like that album came out in 2012? That was like 2011? 2010 or 2011. Yeah. I remember whenever you guys came out with that album because you had a music video that Kyle Roberts made. Yeah. That was like that cool stop motion video yeah, game thing for, for Dum Dum Dada. Yeah. yeah. It's a great song. <laughs> and I freaking love the name because we're all about weird names. Names for our songs, but you guys uh, just do it better. We try to do it, but yeah. you guys do it a lot cooler yeah. than we do. I think we're just lazier because it was just like <laughs> it's just like a lyric in the song. It's like okay, yeah. that's what the song is. For a while, the song was just dum dum da, and that was how. There was yeah, no there's no other lyrics. <laughs> it was we played a show where that was just what I sang through the whole song. Yeah, dum, dum, yeah, but uh, so like how th- how have things? Well, let's talk about the break. Let's talk about the break between albums because it was about seven years, you said, between album yeah. number one and Soulmatic. Yeah. So so what was going on during that time? Um, right before our first record came out, our dad got sick and he passed away. Oh, wow. Yeah, so like it kind of like kind of shaped how we approached yeah, yeah. The, promoting that record. I think it kind of just made us yeah. not want to play music anymore, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And, Understandably. <laughs> yeah, make you, uh, made, made us think a little bit differently and maybe put things in perspective for a little bit. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe step back, to, like step back just a little bit to, um, yeah, just think about the record we just released, and then I don't know, just yeah. <laughs> so did that have that, that happened around the same time that you guys released the record? So were you yeah, guys really you guys weren't really able to promote that yeah. album or anything? Yeah. We kind of just felt just our, our mega energy. shitty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, our energy was just gone. You know, yeah. And it's like such a happy record, and then we're just playing this like <laughs> yeah, yeah. happy record. Oh man, like, it's freaking heavy. I was still yeah. having a good time, but I was like, man, I would be having a way better time. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> man. And just like uh, I think James went to California for a little bit after that. Oh yeah, you went to pursue some comedy. Yeah, career or which something. is like a lot easier to do when you're like. It's a lot easier to do comedy when you're sad than when you're like to play That's happy music when yeah. you're sad. So like uh, I kind of just it was like that record came out and then uh, 2014 I think is when I moved to LA and we had just started maybe we were like wrote two new songs. We had like two or three new yeah. songs and, and we we're just gonna record them and just kind of end like yeah. end this thing and then we. I came back and we just like decided to finish the record and kind of put it together, which is a whole nother story with like different tragedies and different like work. So then you guys have been working on Soulmatic for that stretch of time then. Yeah. Yeah, Here and there. Here and there. Yeah. Just on and off. Like, yeah. Um, we were in a few studios before we decided to do it on our own. So we, um, this is this is a journey that sounds very familiar. Yeah, yeah. I think we like, <laughs> for, for there's us. like a lot of rewriting, like yeah, a lot of rewriting music and all kinds of stuff. Like yeah. a lot of like getting mad at producers and deleting everything they did and like rebuilding <laughs> our songs back the way we wanted them. Oh my god, this sounds like so familiar. <laughs> <laughs> How do you yeah. keep going like in with that big of a break in between, or like you having to change studios, having to start and restart all over again? It's really hard. Yeah, like it's, it's difficult, <laughs> but I, I think we just like believed in like you know what we were writing in the record yeah. we were making and you just persevere yeah you press on for the yeah. love of god there's a lot of like <laughs> weird I, I think the record kind of the sound of the record kind of shaped around like what we had and what we had to work with and that strife there was like we recorded yeah, two songs with this two, this guy and then we left and then we were recording with our friends in norman and we were recording like six songs or seven songs yeah at, like lunar manor and Oklahoma City as well. And then um, we lost all those tracks. So then we just had to start over and we started building like a home studio for ourselves. And I didn't have any drum mics. So I had to relearn how to program the drums that I had already recorded in a studio. And like, so there's digital, that the record has like cool digital drums now. Nice. And they sound, they sound like totally different Whoa. than what I probably, they would sound like in the studio. But we like kind of like, I learned how to mix. And like I made them sound like, whatever I thought was cool so it's like yeah that's par- really impressive yeah <laughs> it's it was a I, we grew a lot yeah we learned how to track everything on our own just from nice being in the studios with the previous experiences and just watching everybody and then we, we thought if we couldn't do it on our own then we just wouldn't 
you know, release it. Yeah. But we, we just so, kept with it and it kept getting better and better as we went. Yeah. I just like listen to a lot of hip hop. I'm like, nobody cares that these drums are fake. I'm just going <laughs> to fucking make them as cool as I can. So you play drums and then did I uh, see you on keys? Because yeah. I've only seen you guys one I, time. I did the keys and guitar. Okay. Like on, on the record, I did the guitar and the keys and then our friend Mike did the bass. I did some of the bass. Mm-hmm. And our friend Brian Webb, he had done the demo basses in Lunar Manor. Oh, cool. Okay. And so we kind of stuck to kind of the same bass lines that he did. Nice. Sim- similar. Yeah. So what made you guys, like, when did you start your instruments and, like, what actually got you into music? Um, when did you start playing guitar? And I started when I was 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. I asked our mom and dad to get me a guitar. Nice. And just started there. Also, the reason was Green Day. So, yeah. Green yeah. Day. Yeah. Nice. Really liked Green Day. Mine was, was Hanson, uh, so I get that. It was the Dookie record. And the do- yeah. <laughs> the, I ah, yes, the Dookie one. record. Really? Yeah, the Dookie record. I don't yeah. know. I, I was homeschooled, guys, for the last time. <laughs> yeah, and I used to get lessons at, I think it's still there, is Larson Music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Way. Yep. It might, it might have been called something different for a little bit, but then... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I just bring in a record, and the teacher would just let me learn whatever. Nice, that's I awesome. To learn. And then I picked up piano later, like when I was like twenty-four. Did you twenty-three? So did you go to piano lessons or anything I, like that? I did, did some it? piano lessons, but mm-hmm. they just taught me how to construct chords and stuff. Nothing about like um, reading music. Yeah. So that just gets I, in the way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I like to be able to just tinker. I don't know what I'm doing half the time. How did you get started on drums then? Um, I started, uh, I started in like a high school band. It was like kind of like a rap rock, like hard metal band. But I didn't, I couldn't play anything, so I wasn't really playing anything. Uh-huh. I, I was just in the. They gave me like a DJ pad. I couldn't play that either, but I would just like just be. <laughs> we never played any shows, so I would just sit and practice and like scratch stuff and not really play anything. And then when I was eighteen, I think he wanted to start a band, so he bought like a three hundred dollar drum set on Musician's Friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cheapest, the cheapest one. And then we yeah. just jammed for a long time, and we never played anything until I was like twenty three. Yeah, and we got our first show when I was twenty three. Wow! And you just like picked it up pretty easy. Did you watch YouTube it was, tutorials? No, uh, I had like a Warner Brothers Rock Drum one and two I would watch that that's why I first learned how to play drums and then I think I know what you're talking yeah, about so it's just like yes. boom tip boom boom tip like yes. oh, and the feels like practice pads at all or anything um, like that I just had like untuned drums like I didn't even know how oh, to tune man. my drums and like I played like that for like until we moved in he would tune them for yeah they were, they were terrible I think like uh, <laughs> God bless any parent that's like you know what sounds like a great idea let's get our kids some drums it's like uh, we had space in that room so it's like whatever yeah. like um i don't know like how did i learn how to play drums when i was like 20 i think i took one week of lessons from this kid from pco and he was like my little brother's friend so he's like 17 or 18 and he showed me how to play 16th notes and i was like cool this is awesome <laughs> and then um we moved in with like some malaysian dudes in ou Oh, yeah. And those dudes are like shredders. They're like really into hair metal. So yeah. like I learned Classic a lot Malaysians. from them. And then we played some Asian Oklahoma nights. Yeah. Like, it was like a real struggle. Like I could barely do fills. Um, <laughs> even like, honestly, like I got good playing in this band. Like we didn't mm-hmm. like the, when we got our first show, we had to practice like crazy to get ready for it. And we only got that show. It was just two of us at that time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we only got that show because... Uh, Andy Nunez got our tape somehow and they're listening to us in practice uh, for Starlight Mints mm-hmm. and they booked us and then we're like well I guess we gotta play this show now <laughs> and then yeah. I guess we're a band yeah <laughs> it, it, everything really happened really fast because after that show there's uh, the dude the, our producer on our first record saw us at that show and we met him and he's like I really like to make your record so like it came it went from uh, like freaking lucky um, oh, it went from like just track sucking track? really bad uh, to getting enough songs together for a set yeah. to play one show at Opolis and then a producer saying, hey, let's record those songs. And then that was like a four-year year process of like writing songs and whatever. Yeah. Well, let's listen to uh, one of the songs from the new album, Soulmatic. Uh, what do you guys want to listen to first? Um, okay, this song is called Ain't Nobody. Ain't Nobody. All right, so this is The Nims.
everybody on the Soulmatic album Bad, The Nims, and I freaking love y'all's sound. It's a very good song. Like, there's, so we were kind of talking while, while I was playing about uh, the drums, how it's electronic drums. Like, what's, uh, I, I feel like we've already covered this. Yeah. <laughs> Where, uh, remind me again, the story behind the electronic drums. Um, so, like, we tracked drums at a uh, studio. We lost all those tracks, and then we kind of wanted to give up, but then we decided to build a studio and record this record ourselves. Yeah, and drums are um, really hard to record, I think. And for yes. our first time recording, we were, like, thinking, let's not make that the focus and try it this way so we got fruity loops oh like nice for a hundred dollars yeah. yeah also sequenced on logic right on uh, it's like a mix mixed them. and then we were, we're running crazy logic plugins over the snares and stuff and like kind of just figuring out what sounds cool and what sounds like yeah, a lot of trial and error so then you guys recorded you guys recorded what we are hearing now you guys recorded yourselves yeah, yeah. that's all yeah wow that's, that's we, awesome we started everything over from we kept the BPMs pretty much just yeah. the tempos. Yeah, yeah. Everything. So you kind of use those other ones for like scratch tracks and stuff? Yeah. yeah. Stuff. yeah. That's exactly what we so. did. <laughs> <laughs> Who are some of your influences? Like whenever I listen to that song, like I kind of hear like a Peter, Bjorn, and John kind of influence a little bit. But yeah. who do you guys who do you guys love? Um for this song, I mean, my mixing influences are way different from like our songwriting influences. Mm-hmm. For like the mixing, I was doing like, uh, I put a lot of distortion on his vocals. So I was thinking, listening to like a lot of Elliot Smith because oh. like he's like real lo fi and yeah. he can get away with like that stuff. So I was like, that's not a very Elliot Smith sounded song, but I would like, I like layer his vocals like Elliot Smith and like mm-hmm. run it through like cell phone filters and yeah. stuff. All the, all the vocals, I think maybe doubled, some maybe tripled. I think it's like a little effect. Centupled on that one. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> was this the I first know. song you guys wrote for the album? This is like the sixth song. Yeah, it was kind of around the end. Wow, think, okay. Yeah, because yeah, on the album you've got, let me see here, you've got, is it eight? It's eight songs? Yeah, it's yeah. eight songs. Okay. And you've also got a koala on the cover. I was, yeah. I was looking very closely, and I was going to uh, come out come with What's the story yeah. behind the koala? Let's get down to the real issues here. So what's up with the koala bear? There may not be a story behind the koala bear. We were, um, we were going to play a show at, I think it was last summer at Tree and Leaf. Yeah. And they were going to do um, a thing where they would live print T-shirts. Like if, oh, we had cool. a, if we had a t-shirt design and it was a design like Mike came up with and he just put the um, koala on the Akira. It's like the, the motorbike from the Akira anime. Yeah. And we just thought it was really cool. So we just made it. The cover. Just made it the I cover. feel like there's a lot of elements about y'all's band that we, people just did things. <laughs> <laughs> this happened. And so this happened. I mean, yeah. it all kind of fits though. Like yeah. it's no, it's that's great. <laughs> like even the name of your first album is kind of like, what do we call it? I don't know. Let's look outside. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's like a storybook. It's like, the pine tree is a character and the it's yeah. like a concept like a force concept behind the record like the pine tree and the mushroom they're hanging out and they're dealing with this like apocalyptic world <laughs> so, if you would have bought the record you would have read the story but <laughs> you guys still have copies right yeah, yeah we still have copies. I, I want one <laughs> i really do and we will be sure to let our audience know where they can find the album at the end of this but since we're talking about it right now we're like where can they find the album um, physical copies are kind of hard to find these days. We're, ha- we're having a CD release show or a record release show for our next album. Yeah. We'll have them there. Um, the old record may still be available at Guest Room. I think Guest Room may still have a few copies. There's, there's some really? on eBay, too. Yeah, I there's think. some on eBay. <laughs> also. What? I mean, are yeah. they on iTunes? We had a it's manager iTunes, who, like, I don't know what happened well, to those I records. Sent, I sent <laughs> records out to people, and somehow they showed up on eBay and Amazon. I remember we sent them out, and it was, it was funny because we didn't even release them. Uh, yeah. We didn't release anything, but we sent physical copies out to people, uh, like um, what was it, like label label people? Yeah. And then the next thing I knew, like I looked a week later, and the CDs were showing up on Amazon and eBay, like before our record before release. Before we even had so the like record release, really irritating. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah, really we, ne- we never we never got down to the bottom of that. Actually, <laughs> still don't know how that happened. So if you're listening, a lot you of know shady why. business going on. <laughs> Snowden's not doing anything over in Russia. He's just got to hack something. <laughs> You know, now that you mentioned Edward Snowden, has anyone told you you look, you have a striking resemblance to Edward Snowden? Well, I'm going to change the subject because I'm kind of under 
recover at this point. <laughs> I had to come back to the States. You hear that? About this. Uh, well, I was about to say Obama. It's not Obama anymore. You hear that Trump administration? We found him. Hey. He's not in Russia anymore. Edward Snowden was behind the bar the whole time. <laughs> and his shirt blended right in with the backdrop. His head was just floating in midair. Just gotta go. <laughs> okay, so I wanna I wanna kinda hone in a little bit on um, kind of like something that our audience can kind of take away to apply with their own life. So I want to talk a little bit about balancing home life with band life, which I think I think both of us could probably chime in. By both of us, I mean all four of us could probably chime in about this. We should chime in. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. You guys would probably be a lot better authorities. But like band, but you guys, you guys both stuff, have day jobs while you're pursuing music and all that kind of stuff. So first of all, like, what are your day jobs? Well, um, I was a, a landman most recently, ran title, but haven't done that for a little bit now. I'm like um, trying to figure out what would be a, a good job that I could do. So <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, right now. I'm taking the real estate course and <gasps> there you go kind of can be independent kind of and work your own hours i'm trying to figure yeah. that out you know? that's good are you following too. the footsteps of daniel walter oh my gosh yeah. do you know him i haven't met i haven't met him before yeah. he's a fantastic musician but he he gigs he's also fun. like an amazing realtor apparently his <laughs> yes. face is everywhere like now sudden, more so than when he was really pursuing music <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like all of a sudden like he became a realtor and then just like yeah it's a really good daniel's right? face on a van driving by? It's <laughs> a really good backdoor way to get in, though, because when people come to the open house, like, oh, what's this music that's playing? Oh. <laughs> you know, now that you mention it. Now that you mention it. <laughs> it's yeah. the smell, of, and, the, and the album comes with the smell of cookies. <laughs> that's what the album's called, too. The smell of cookies. The smell of cookies. Now buy this house. <laughs> right, James, what do you do? What's your day job? Uh, I'm, I work at, I'm an adjunct professor at Rose State, uh, teaching uh, video production and media writing, uh, and also work at a print shop where I manage, uh, like, the vinyl the machines that cut vinyl and stuff. Oh, okay. Well, that's convenient. That yeah. convenient. <laughs> so where did you get your vinyls printed? Uh, they cut uh, vinyl stickers. No. Uh, <laughs> you didn't, you didn't uh, like kind of siphon your own business through that? <laughs> that would be awesome. Would have been nice. Yeah, we would have saved a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, if anyone has listened to this show for a while, we you've actually been on Noki Show Show before, back at the old Paramount location. Yeah. Uh, but you were, we, we were talking more about comedy. You also do stand-up comedy. Yeah. That's like a, yeah, I do a lot of stand-up comedy. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like every week I'm, you'll see me doing something. Yeah. Know. You're doing way more stand-up than I could ever dream of. I'm too freaking busy nowadays. <laughs> but, uh, but I think it's really cool how you guys are balancing all this kind of stuff and, you, and you're getting ready to go on tour. Yeah. And like you're, you're pursuing music for Rizzles. Yeah. You know, while you're also having, you know, real life and all that kind of stuff. So so let's talk about that a little bit. Like how what are some of the what are the some of the things that y'all run into that kind of make it difficult to time. balance music and, and life time management? Yeah. Um, get organizing people in large groups like as a full band, it's really hard to get everybody uh, together to practice or play a show. Um Money is bad. Um, all that, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got? But, but about the same. Yeah. You know, Usually scheduling like, leads to yes. like the most like oh I hate oh this dude person. I feel like as we get older you know as we start adulting more and more the whole idea of like getting the band back together is literally. It's just like freaking jumping Exhausting. through hoops. It's just like I just want to watch Netflix. I don't want to get the band back together. Yeah, that's a that's a that's the bass player talking. <laughs> that's classic bass. Player. It's always <laughs> bass players <laughs> just watching their Netflix. They just want to watch their Netflix and not practice. I don't know, Lenny. You've been doing a lot more solo stuff because you know the other half of the band's always on the freaking road. It's just me, so I can do what I want when I want, and I can mess up on songs and pretend like it's fine. That's mainly why. <laughs> okay, you this is normal. Have, this is what I wanted. You occasionally have a different partner come I in. occasionally have a different partner, <laughs> but I hate her. <laughs> no. Me too. Nick's lovely fiancé is an incredible 
violin player and she will accompany me and make everything sound way better than it is. <laughs> but I also mess up a lot and she notices, but she doesn't say anything. She's real nice. You guys are yeah. fun to watch though, like at your first performance that you had to give oh my at gosh. that house. Oh, she was such a trooper. At first I was like, God bless her. dang, this is a really public way to call out whoever's playing with her. <laughs> <laughs> so listen up, Danielle. Yeah, no, stop sucking. Done. We're done. <laughs> Freaking Danielle. Oh, no, she's gold. So if you guys ever need a violin player, you can't have her because she's mine. Ah, okay. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> and if you ever need a second drummer, you know. So how do you guys kind of work out those time hoops? Like, uh, because like for instance, you guys recently played at a show that we were putting on. Okay, yeah. show shows putting on, and you had a and a you had a guitar player. Yeah, Derek. Yeah, who yeah. Derek was playing for the first time with you guys? Yeah. Well, he he played um keys with us, other shows keys, but um our guitarist that usually plays, he was on uh, doing something with his family. I think it was Memorial Day weekend. So oh, yeah, doing, it was. He was doing Memorial Day stuff with his family, so um, Derek substituted guitar that day. And so we always kind of just work with mm-hmm. our friends and whoever's playing with us to, you know, figure out some kind of lineup. Yeah. I feel like... That's we, how it's always kind of works, yeah, I think. Yeah, like we've rewritten, like, every song we ever played, like, multiple times based on our lineup. Like, so yeah. the recordings are the totally. recordings, and then whatever we play is whatever. Yeah. whatever It'll we, still be yeah. kind of close to yeah. the recordings, but they'll bring, like, their own kind of... They'll bring their own little spin. Too, mm-hmm. yeah. When you guys are rehearsing with, like, a new pop-in member like that, like, do you guys run full band rehearsals, or do you give him a copy of the music for him to rehearse to? Um, sometimes we'll, like... Because me and David can always practice because we live together uh and then we'll sometimes we'll have like a zoom recorder and just kind of record their rehearsals and then we'll send that to everybody and then everybody just kind of finds different pockets to play in nice really good idea or you could do the snl cue cards just off to the side (laughs) yeah (laughs) they have the chord charts and stuff sight reading that'd be awesome (laughs) that's what we've been doing wrong we just needed an snl style cue card assistant where's that pa (laughs) nick Looking at you. I'm behind the bar, man. <laughs> so what is you what's your favorite songs on the album? Like if you guys had to pick? Uh for the Somatic? Yes. Um I like Ain't Nobody a lot. And then I think Somatic is probably one, like the best song almost. And then I really like Fire Nash. Nice. What is it? Fire Nash. Fire Nash? It's the last track. I, I like all the songs, but I, I like, I guess I, I'd say Lightspeed, I guess. Yeah, it's we're going to have kind of fun, I guess. You know? yeah. I, I freaking like all the all the songs that I've I, I've tried to listen to all of them, but uh, I really like, I like Up and Away. Yeah, I'm glad you like that one. Yeah. I think that might have been like the first one we wrote. For yeah. That one's really fun. That and Cigarettes and Coffee were the first two we wrote. And like. Yeah. That sounds good right now. I, uh, whatever it you want to listen to. Seven o'clock at night. Yeah. <laughs> You floozy. We can listen to Fire Nash. Uh, we go Lightspeed. We, originally, before we got on the show, we said we're going to play Lightspeed, but then you caught me off guard, and I was just picking uh. songs. <laughs> <laughs> on the spot. What's the best one? This is gotcha go, journalism go, go. at its finest. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what, what are we going to listen to next? So we go uh, Lightspeed. We're gonna, okay, so this is Lightspeed on the Soulmatic album with the Nims.
so that was Lightspeed on the Soulmatic album, The Mims, everybody. <laughs> Ladies like and gentlemen. I've been clapping this entire time after everything. I'm just like, <laughs> you know, I'm that's just... how excited I am because I love you guys so much. You do you. You're, you <laughs> are our again. captive audience of one who happens to be sitting on the stage. I am. Yeah, you're like the lucky fan who got called on the stage. <laughs> yeah. Is this your make-a-wish? <laughs> She's special. What's your make that's, a, that's our new policy for every new episode of the Okie Show Show. We yeah, bring, if you, if you show we bring someone special onto the stage, and they just, you know, share the stage with us. If you show up to an episode of the Okie Show Show, we will pull you on stage. It will happen. Kicking and screaming. You'll be up here whether you like it or not. You'll say, no, I just wanted a night out. No. Let us make you feel special, damn well, it. I originally did just come to say hi to you and, like, stay for, like, a tad bit. And you were Well, I mean, at this point, how many times have I done that to you? I don't know. <laughs> this is marriage, people. This is what marriage is all about. How Lady got in her seat really was kind of reminiscent of how, like, cavemen used to find their wives back in the day. Because it, it was very much Podcasts? Like a club to the head and then just kind of dragging her up here in her sitting position in the chair. I'll take it. When she when she came to, we were going. So yeah, yeah. come to Here the Oki Show Show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch me club Laney and drag her onto the stage. But she loves it. That reminds me of our wedding too. <laughs> Here wedding. comes the bride. <laughs> I, was I mean, kind of. That, I think we did have a lady with a mustache. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Was she like we, part we also, of the entertainment or part of the... She what? was the organizer. <laughs> the, yeah. Part of the entertainment was the drunk accordion player playing He's a Jolly Good Fellow after we said our vows. Drunk, really he trust was the, blind, Brian. He was drunk. Okay. He, he was really, also drunk or high. I don't know. You really never. An organizer those blind though. folks are sketchy. Blind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you guys are getting ready to go on tour. Uh, so let's talk about let's talk about touring, kind of under the microscope of like we're still balancing out home life. We have, still have jobs and that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So how how long is the tour going to be? Uh, I think it's seven ten. to ten days. Yes. My God, that's almost a week. What's the ride? The tour bus. We're still figuring that out. Yeah, we don't actually know. <laughs> are you guys touring as the full band, or are you just the uh, two of you? We may have, we will have three of us. At least Mike's coming with us. Yeah. We may have uh, guitars come with us. Nice. Also, so, so seven to ten days. How many cities are y'all hitting? Um, as many as we can. Right now, we only have two dates. Uh, it's going to be Austin, uh, August eighth, and then we're playing Houston, August August tenth. Yeah. Nice. So we're just filling all the rest of the dates in between. Right on. Right. Sadly, by the time this airs, the tour will be over. <laughs> so you're listening to the future past. And we'll have played 20 shows in 10 days. Yeah. Wow. Let's talk really? about no, opening. For, <laughs> no, I, I think that we should talk about you guys opening for Justin Timberlake. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, that was crazy. That was, like, man. That was a good show. Yeah. yeah. Again, it was that pulling an audience member onto stage bit. And then George Michael showed up on stage. I thought he was dead. Yeah, I didn't know they wanted to play at Opelous. But yeah, they're like really stoked. Yeah. They did. They're just trying to do one of those crazy underground shows. <laughs> and then Kanye wanted to do something weird where he actually opens for you guys. Yeah. Like he's trying to just kind of experiment with it. And Kikadi smoked me out. And yeah. It was really fun. I hear he's hard to follow. Kikudi. Uh, yeah. Good guy. Now that he's all about making America great again. Is Kikudi? Or Kanye? Uh, Kanye. Kanye? Oh, Kanye. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. He, 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 he took the red too? pill. That's what I heard. <laughs> he's been red pilled, that Kanye. <laughs> So, um, that's our political corner there. <laughs> okay, so when you guys are on tour, how do you take care of the home stuff? Because like during that week, you still—that's you're not exactly raking in the same amount of money that you would be if you were at work. Yeah, yeah. So how do you make that work? Um, I've been saving. I'm paying rent. I'm just saving money and paying all my rent up until that point. Yeah, just and bills like that's. I've been going out. I've just been paying bills and rent up until that point. Nice. Just, and then that's covered by the time we do that. And when I come back, I'm gonna be teaching, so I'll be have my teaching job back at yeah. that point. And I think Mike is has a lot of time off from work. 
because he never misses a day and he's like never sick. Yeah. So he's going to take a week. <laughs> he's uh, super reliable. And go with us. Is he Bruce Willis from Unbreakable? <laughs> Mike Allen's the best <clears throat> dude in the city. Like he's the best person. <laughs> so that's uh-huh. tip number one is and just be a really great employee and yeah. just kill it. <laughs> so that whenever you ask for time off, they're like, you know what? Take a month. <laughs> we'll pay you. <laughs> I think they have to tell him to take work. Oh, like, yeah, they time actually off. tell him. Oh, for real? Yeah. Time off. He, like, Who is this up? guy? Yeah. He's great. You were literally the best employee ever. Wow. It's Saturday, dude. Go home. (laughs) It's four in the morning. Do do you not have a home to go to? Just just working. If if I go home, they'll make me go on tour. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, how do you... (laughs) And then we're um, we're staying with family as we go. Nice. A lot lot of our mom's side of family is in Texas, so... so That would be so fun. We're going to try to stay with our uncle when we're in Austin and then actually stay with our mom when we're in Houston. Yeah. So she, so she's in, she lives in Houston now, so we're... Yeah. And before you go on the road, do you guys... Are you guys, like... Are you guys trying to actually make somewhat of a profit from the tour itself, or is this just a promotional tour? I think if we break even on it, I'll, I'll be pretty happy. Nice. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy with that. So how do you break even? Is it going to be through merch sales or is it through the door yeah, sales? Yeah, we got merch and then nice. we have some door... Like, a show in Houston, I don't know what... <laughs> like, yeah. literally, I got a show in Houston by, like talking to my friend and like, Hey, what's some good venues? And like, this one's cool. I found the website. said, call this lady. I called her. She picked up at like noon and yeah. said, I said, can I get on a show? She said, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then she said, are, Who you, is this? are you from here? And I said, no. And then they gave me, he's like, well, maybe you can jump on this show. And she gave me, the number for some guy who had a show. I called him and he picked up immediately. Yeah. And I was like, can I get on the show? I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what is yeah. happening right now? This is like the it's easiest. A, it's a punk show. You're a yeah, magical punk booking show. agent. Yeah, we're playing with like six punk bands in Houston. Nice. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. The secret to breaking in is just calling people. <laughs> yeah. And then like saying 30, yes immediately. I messaged like 30 venues and nobody called me back. And then yeah. that day, I was hungover. It was like a Wednesday. I was like, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to just hit it hard today. And I called was, that lady and like it was magical. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. awesome yeah really, feel really good after that You're like, yeah dude I, I like I just kind of gave up on trying to book shows like I would just wait for them to call me dude because like I, it's so freaking it's hard I'm, it's I'm gonna be messaging people up until yeah the, we, we still got a lot of messages up until August and like yeah, yeah. Like Jeez for three Lord. more months. If I can fill up this 10 days, it's going to be awesome. We have two shows. That's cool with me. I'm going to see my mom. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see uh, my cousins in Austin. And yeah, and he might do show. some comedy open mics if we don't get another show. There you yeah. go. You know, so. so it's like a, it's going to be worth it. Need a little August. extra cash yeah. to do a quick show. That's, see, that's so handy to be able to do stand-up as well as music. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, stand-up, you just need you. Yeah. And if we're on tour, if we ever book like a long thing and we, I just, we can't get a, a show, I'll just do stand up and try to make some extra dough doing that. Sick. Yeah. You have a preference on performing um, in the band or stand up? I don't. I mean, stand up's <laughs> easier for me because it's just like, I don't have to yeah. go to rehearsals or carry anything, but I like See? both of them. Yeah. It's no. a drummer thing. <laughs> well, that's true. Rehearsal. I mean, but those are the exact same reasons why I like yeah. doing stand up a little more than playing music these days. Cause like you could just show up nothing in your hands yeah. do your thing and then leave yeah it's awesome or you could stick around for the other comics if you're not a dick huh. no <laughs> <laughs> I, I leave because I'm kind of a dick I've been sticker I've been 50-50 lately I try I like if I can I try to stick around and watch everybody yeah but most of the time I, I, I end up having to go because I've got stuff too. going on like, I do I'm out every I'm out multiple times a week so if I watch my, if I hit like if I watch 20 sets in the week, I'm like, I'm going to leave after like the 20th yeah. set or whatever mm. that week. I've heard the same sets five days in a row. Yeah. It feels like that some nights. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. So we are actually, we're kind of running out of time. So I figure since Kelly's not here, we're not going to do any games for, per se, but I do want to do, it's kind of a game, but basically the way it works is that you guys are going to tell a crazy band story and we have to decide, we have to just figure out if it's true or false. And then we will tell a crazy band story and then y'all have to figure out if it's true or false. You guys yeah. down for that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what do you want to call this game, Lainey? You just want to tell them that true I- or false. True band edition. True or false right. band edition. What's the theme song to true or false band edition, Lainey? heard it. Is it true or is it a lie? Wait, we should we should sing the theme song 
right oh, right now. Okay. True. It's uh, it goes like true or false. <laughs> the band edition Shazam. Wow. That's copyrighted. I think. I think so. Thank you. We wrote that. I think. Okay. I think the same people who wrote Happy Birthday actually own that. So sorry, guys. Dang it. The Okie Show Show now belongs to Michael Jackson. <laughs> Doesn't he own Happy Birthday? I think he owns Happy Birthday. Did I just say Happy Birthday? Michael Jackson That's a totally different birthday. kind of birthday. Happy Birthday is a really sad birthday. He shows up to a birthday party. They're just wanting to have a good time. That explains. Happy Birthday to you. That was pretty good. That was impressive. Yeah, that was good. I like that. Okay, so. Like Fappy Jackson. This is a true story on the one. One time that Ophidelis went on tour, uh, you can't say you it's a true story them. if they have to decide if it's true or <laughs> yeah, false. Well, the, but they, they have, have to figure out answer. if I'm lying or not. That's true. These are the it's rules, part of, people. It's part of his deception. You always <laughs> premise with it being this is totally a true story. <laughs> this is no Tell me if I'm news. a lying sack of crap or not. Okay. <laughs> So this is a true story. <laughs> okay. I have a really bad poker face, so I'm just going to do that. <laughs> so there was one time that we played a show, uh, and while playing the show, people started taking their pants off, and we decided to join in. So we played a whole set. It was a house show. We played a whole set completely pantsless. This was before... We knew the Lord. Uh, I did not participate in the pantslessness, just FYI, to everyone. Are you sure? I always knew the Lord. Are you sure? (laughs) But the thing is that one of us may or may not have farted, which turned into a shart. Sans pants. Sans pants. Are we supposed to decide if this is entirely true or partly true? Or if If it's entirely true or entirely false. Okay, so this is entirely true or entirely false. Oh, okay. Okay. Wait, are you full band or is it just two of you and one of... It's full band. Full band. Okay, so like... Okay. Well, Lainey has a habit of taking... Her pants off. She didn't shart though. Uh, who knows? Yeah, you don't know. Not you don't know. Charter, but you are a mm. pants taker offer. What do you think? I feel like I want to say true, but I, I think it's true. It's true. <laughs> I sharted my pants, oh. my 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 pantaloons after taking my pants See, off. See, I did not know. So you that. took your pants off and then shart and then went over to them to shart in them. After the oh first, no! After oh, the first song. So it was a, <laughs> midway through the show. We still had a, the whole rest of the show to play, and I'm just oh, in dang, my boxers and I sharted. Are you sharted? <laughs> I sharted. Are you playing drums? No, no. I think I, I was playing see, keys. Okay. At this point. Yeah. All of us With were my only in our on. underwear. <laughs> no, quit saying that. I was close. <laughs> okay, I don't think. You had boxers on? I had boxers on. Anything? anything. I was just like, well, if, you're, if you're sitting boxer, behind him, that's terrible. Boxer briefs. <laughs> oh, and yeah. it wasn't a huge chart. It wasn't like, you know, the runs, but it was just <laughs> like a, it was definitely just like, you know. Nothing on the ground. Did you let Lady know, though? No, did, I don't. No. I had no okay. idea until now. And at that, one point, everybody, like, for some reason, I can't remember why, but everybody in the band wanted to turn around, and I refused. And they they kept trying to press it like and talking to the mics like why why don't you join in Brian I'm like yeah leave it alone bro because <laughs> if I would have turned around I would have revealed You're that I had a situation. So I think you sound so, so punk. Like, just like fuck these people. I just <laughs> dance. Look at it. <laughs> so yeah, that's my true story. Oh my gosh! Did you not know that? Oh, she, she didn't even know. So that's a truth bomb that we're leaving right here. You are so sexy. I know. Okay, so now okay, it's I got one. True or false? Band edition. All right, let me just start with. Yeah, so okay, I'll jump in here. So we're a late replacement show, uh, late, late replacement band for the show, and uh, the owner owned this like clothing warehouse kind of thing, and he took out like an ad in the Gazette for it, and like he was really stoked to have us. 
there's a touring band from Wisconsin who was like on Day Trader and like had a lot of like yeah, really yeah. like good pub behind them. Yeah. And then okay, when yeah. the show happened, uh, it was like the bartender who they had hired to be there is like a portable like catering bar. Like they just like they put and a bar alcohol. in just for the <laughs> show. Bar just for the show. <laughs> okay. And uh, so it was like geared up to be a badass show. Yeah, a big show. And then Took we sh- add in the Gazette. Yeah, yeah. Did you say that already? I said that already. Yeah. But uh, we had like full band. Yeah. And we showed up and it was like the owner of the venue, the band from Wisconsin yeah. and the bartender. And that was it. And, and <laughs> oh, we just no. like played yeah. for each other. And we, we, had to, we had to decide last last minute if we wanted to still play the show. Yeah. And both bands were like, let's, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then uh, we just watched each other. And that was the crowd. And the, band and the bartender. On the, the band on the road was like, yeah, the bartender yeah. stayed. And, and we bought drinks, oh, like, because we, like, we felt bad that he yeah. just had to be there. So we, yeah. And he, the, was, he was checking in the band budget if he could get a drink. Yeah. The other, because, <laughs> oh, man. You know. That's the best. I'll watch your okay. show. You well, watch then that, that has yeah, to be that, true. I'm going to, yeah. Because yeah, that's happened to us before, too. <laughs> so I'm going to say true. <laughs> True. <laughs> I feel like that's like a rite of passage. I just like thought of it while we were sitting here. I was like, that's a good story. I feel like that's totally a rite of passage that like every band has to go through. At least you have to play a show for a captive audience of two. Yeah. At least once. Yeah, and it was like a, it was a really good show. I mean, yeah, it was a really great memory. Too. I mean, it was like, the band set was killer. Like connects yeah. right now. Like, yeah, uh, I think they slept. It was, it was the, the daredevil Christopher Wright. Do you know that? <laughs> They're really good. Um, they're friends with Bon Iver. I don't know if that's cool or just like, how'd you say? I think they're friends with like Bon Iver, right? I think, I think so. Yeah, that band I think has like same town. 85 different ways to pronounce that name. <laughs> I think they're from Bon Iver, Euclid, like the same town. Yeah, yeah, huh. they're really nice guys. They stayed with us and yeah, yeah, they came cool. back through. Um, well, when they came back through, they stayed with us and they played at the deli. Nice in Norman with more people. Uh, more people. the deli, yeah, with more people. Oh. So, oh, the deli. Okay, so should we tell another? story and they decide if it's true or false i got one oh you got one yeah okay all right so nick is gonna tell one now so um the plane touches down and me and the other three bandmates are in america for the first time we get out and there's all these (laughs) screaming girls and it's crazy and we're just like no we got to get to the eddie sullivan show so we get in our limo go over there and they throw us in these suits and they're and they're combing our hair and it's just looking all weird and mop toppy and everything and this um the and the Eddie Sullivan guys just, you know, trying to give us all shtick. And we're playing the show, and you can't hear us because there's all these girls just ah, screaming and everything. It was nuts. I could barely hear myself. <laughs> so that's our story. <laughs> I just don't even have words. I'm going to go with true. <laughs> that did happen. It did happen. Dang. What a loss for shit. And on today's totally truthful episode of the Okie Show Show. <laughs> you guys told two true ones. You had to come in with that. Oh, yeah. A, a, yeah. A oh, yeah. Super true, true one. Yeah. <laughs> a historical true one. I'm trying to think of the, if we have any any real crazy stories beyond beyond that one. And then halfway through the show, we all pooped our pants. We all just pooped our pants. Everybody. Whenever we played downtown. And You're not we... cool unless you pooped your pants. Okay. <laughs> Actually, full disclosure. I remember there was like this. I remember. Uh, uh, it was back whenever hardcore was really big, and uh, I still don't know the difference between hardcore and metal. I guess, I guess in metal they're kind of singing, but there is. I remember seeing this early YouTube video because this was like 2003, and like there was this video of this guy like hardcore singing, and he like tears his clothes off, and he's like really getting hardcore into the hardcore singing, and then he like crouches down and gets into the crowd's face, and then just. Sh- it's right on the stage oh, and it's obvious that he didn't do this on purpose because uh, into the mic he goes oh <laughs> he totally catches him off guard that he just went so hardcore that he shit on the on the stage <laughs> it's a serious oh. opportunity if he just went with it that would like that yeah. would be like dude people the like hardest fucking hardcore man <laughs> this dude was rocking so hard he just shits on the stage hardest core metal could suck it <laughs> yeah so yeah that's hardcore no. but was that true or is that false that's totally true 
There you go. Is that your story? That's not your story. That's not my story. Yeah. <laughs> that was just something I witnessed. Yeah. No, okay. that's like law and order. Well, are we are stories. we are officially out of time. So thank you guys for coming on the Okie Show show. Where can we find you online? Where can people find the new album? Um, it's, there, it's on uh, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, Bandcamp, yeah. uh, all that stuff. The nims.bandcamp.com, I think it's on there. Yeah. If you search the nims on Spotify, yeah. it'll, both okay. records are on there. Spell the name again. N G H I E M S. And then just V right before that. Yeah. And that's true. That is true. Okay. Uh, Facebook.com slash the nims if you want to follow us on Facebook. Yeah. There's like a uh, Instagram. There's a Twitter and an Instagram too. Nice. Instagram and Facebook are probably the main ones. So. Nice. And James, since you're here, we got to plug your comedy because uh, you just came out with a comedy album that also freaking ranked on iTunes. Yeah, it charted number three. I, I yeah, recorded, yeah. I recorded that. I didn't know as that. Well. David recorded, you recorded that. Yeah. yeah, I mastered and I mixed that. It with my new found mixing skills. Yay. Swimming an album. <laughs> 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 no, the album that comedy album sounds freaking legit, and yeah. there's some really freaking seriously funny comedy on there from no local idea. comedians and it was yeah number three number three on yeah. itunes live from upstairs uh a comedy album yeah. sweet number so go three. check oh, that cool. out okay yup support Our local comedy support important. local music brian mastered it i don't know if he wants I to did. himself i did i put the polish on it i put the sheen <laughs> on that stuff I? why doesn't anybody tell me anything <laughs> no, you're off playing your solo shows well if you apparently don't even <laughs> notice that he pooped his pants on stage you're just not a very you're not paying attention person. laney maybe I'm i literally can sh- my pants in front of you and you don't even notice. I'm just, it's like a defense mechanism. <laughs> I, it's, that was a cry for help. <laughs> oh. Oh, pardon. A very stinky cry for help. All right, well, you guys can uh, obviously follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, if you want some behind-the-scenes stuff on Instagram. Or if you like what you're doing and you'd like to be a part of it, go to patreon.com slash show show and be a supporter and you'll be able to get more behind the scenes stuff you'll be able to get the podcast a day before it actually goes out to the public uh, you'll get some special merch and all that kind of stuff and uh, that's pretty much it Nick where the crap can we find you uh, behind nobody the bar. cares behind the bar <laughs> and that merch those poop pants are actually going on sale limited edition on Patreon <laughs> only on poopy Band Patreon name. and that's that's pretty much it guys so thank you guys for listening guys okay guys I'm really I don't thank know why <laughs> thanks yeah all right, dudes. Yeah, the nims <laughs> and we'll see you all in the next two weeks all right bye the bones and bones 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 the bones and